all, and welcome to the Blue Diamond. This is Adre with something to say. So this episode is a continuation of last week's episode where I started out talking about my dreams and how, one, my dreams are as real to me as my waking world, and two, how my dreams actually parallel my waking world. But in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, my dreams have been getting weirder and weirder. Mind you, my dreams have always been kind of bizarre, but now they're just completely outlandish. So last week, I spoke about dreaming of seeing lynched bodies hanging from trees here in the local town I live in and how no one seemed to be doing anything about it. People were just driving by these lynched bodies like it was something normal. I then came to realize that it was really about how heavily the continuous killing of Black folks, mainly men, um, is weighing on my mind and I want to do something about it. And I'm putting out a call, um, a call of action to my allies who um, I want to become abolitionists and I want to see the black church get involved. Anyway, that's just a recap of last week. Continuing on, I'm going to share a story with you tonight about another dream that I had. I have absolutely no interpretation of this dream. I don't know why I dreamt about it or what it means. So anyway... It starts out with me receiving an invitation from one of my mother's best friends. She invites me to come to her house saying that I need some sort of reprieve and she wants to provide that for me. And I jump at the invitation. You see, in real life, this particular person has a beautiful home And it really is a respite. And I absolutely love going to her house. And I cannot wait until this uh, pandemic is over so that I can go and visit with her. She is a beautiful person and great company. So anyway, getting back to the dream. So she extends an invitation. So I jump at it. When I get to her house... It doesn't look anything like her house in the waking world. Her backyard is the actual Niagara Falls. And her front yard is like a 10-acre swamp farm. It's massive. And it's all swampland, but she's farming it. And it's a dream, so it's not going to make sense. Um, And next door is a horse ranch. I guess that's what it's called. It's, It's a ranch with a bunch of horses, right? Horse ranch. So anyway, I get to the house and she lets me know that she has two new pets. And... She doesn't really want me to be alarmed. She doesn't introduce me to the pets. Like She doesn't bring the pets to me. She's just informing me that she has pets. One, 
is a wolf. It's a wild wolf. I guess all wolves are wild. And the other is a massive polar bear. So I'm sitting there on her screened-in front porch, and I'm watching these animals. The polar bear is frolicking in the swamp farm, and the wolf is playing in the mist that's coming from the Niagara Falls in the backyard. And then my mother's friend gets up and leaves the house. She doesn't tell me where she's going or how long she'll be gone. She just leaves. Now I'm a bit nervous because these two pets of hers are wild animals after all. So as I'm sitting there watching these animals outside, all of a sudden, a whole bunch of horses from next door jump over the fence and they go running towards the polar bear and all hell breaks loose. The polar bear is fighting all of these horses and it is a vicious fight. The wolf hears all the commotion and runs to the front yard to defend the polar bear. So now you have this massive polar bear and this wolf who are fighting a whole bunch of horses in a swamp. Then I notice that the polar bear actually has a baby polar bear. And that is what the horses were attacking. And mama bear is defending her baby. Then all of a sudden, a bunch of ranch hands come running into the swamp to try to pull all the animals apart. Meanwhile, I'm getting more and more nervous because I can see how ferocious this bear is. But of course, this bear is trying to save its baby. And the wolf is also ferocious because it's trying to to protect the mama bear. And I said, okay, these two animals are predators. And right now they're extremely angry and agitated. They live in this house and they're going to want to come in. I'm in the screened in porch. So I close the door and then I say, dumbass, this screen door is not going to protect you. The polar bear can knock that down. So I go into the house and I close the main door. That's right. That's you know, that's on um, the porch is right off the main door. So now I'm standing in the kitchen trying to figure out what to do when all of a sudden the polar bear starts banging on the door. The polar bear doesn't know that my mom's friend isn't home. All of a sudden the polar bear starts speaking English banging on the door and screaming, auntie, auntie, let me in, auntie. Apparently, the polar bear calls my mother's friend, auntie. And the polar bear continuously screams, auntie, and then starts to cry. He says, why won't you let me in, auntie? Why won't you let me in? Me and my baby, we need to come in. My baby is hurt. My baby is hurt. You need to let us in. Auntie, auntie. So I run upstairs because I can tell that this bear is very agitated and I don't know if it'll knock the door down or not. So I run upstairs and I'm looking around at all the bedrooms upstairs trying to figure out 
which one is the most secure and I can hide and, and feel, you know, some kind of safety. I choose a room because they're all about the same. So I just choose a room and get in the corner and ball up, you know, curl up and just start. I'm like rocking and shaking and I'm sobbing when the door bursts open and I scream. And when I look up, it's my, it's the two daughters of my mother's friend. My mother's friend had gone to pick up her two daughters who are my age so that we could all hang out for the weekend. But I didn't know that. And I, again, I had no idea how long she was going to be gone. So they come in and when they see me, they scream down to their mother. We found her. We found her. She's up here. They had come home and the ranch hands told them about the commotion and they, um, of course, they saw the polar bear who was trying to get in the house. And so they were wondering what happened to me. And they were looking for me all over the house. And they found me in that room. And uh, so then my mother's friend comes into the room and I'm still shaking and, you know, trembling and sobbing. And she says, are you OK? And I says, no, no, I'm not OK. I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. And I want to go home. Somebody please take me home. I don't know what's going on, but I want to go home. And then my dream changed to something else. Now, that's a bizarre dream. It's one of those dreams that I can't interpret. Typically, when I have a dream, it is of some substance and there's some meaning behind it. I don't know. I think that's just one of those weird COVID-19 dreams. But it was... I had been having bizarre dreams, but that was one of the first ones that was that bizarre and led me to do some research about dreaming during COVID-19. I also found out that lots of people are having dreams about snakes um, right now because of the pandemic, because dreaming about snakes has so many different meanings meanings. Excuse me. Now, I didn't know that until after I had a dream. I was with a group of people and I we had decided to try and go through this pathway to get somewhere where we were trying to get, I don't know. Now I've had dreams in the past where I'm trying to get someplace and my path is blocked. Um, by an animal, but never has the animal been aggressive. Um, just, you know, blocking my way. But in this case, we're going through the pathway that looks like if you've ever played that game, Temple Run, that's what the pathway looks like. It's all ruins and there's ivy growing everywhere. All of a sudden, as we're going through uh, this pathway, we see a giant anaconda. Now, when I say giant, what I mean is the girth of the anaconda was a little bit larger than your average doorway. So what I'm saying is this anaconda would have been too wide to go through your front door. 
it was massive and it was you know that green um coloring with the with the like dark dots you know the anacondas have and this bad boy was ferociously mean and as soon as he saw us he we, he reared his head up and started hissing almost like a cobra would now if you didn't uh, hear last week's podcast, one of the things that you don't know, so I'm going to repeat this for those who don't know, is my dreams are very, very real to me. And what I feel in my dreams, I usually bring with me when I wake up in the morning. So I'm absolutely terrified. And it's one of those times when I wish I could have dreamt lucidly because I would have told myself, oh, this is not real and that snake cannot harm you. And I would have walked right by the snake without blinking an eye. But I haven't been able to dream lucidly in about a year. So anyway, I'm I'm terrified. I see this giant anaconda. We all start screaming, but we're kind of frozen in shock and, you know, and we're not moving. And then we all hear another noise and we look over to our left and there's another anaconda. This anaconda is not as, uh, it's not as girthy. So it's about, its girth is about half the size of the green anaconda, but this anaconda is two headed. It's a two-headed anaconda, and it's bright orange. I don't know what any of this means. And you guys are probably thinking, what the hell is wrong with her? Um, but I did some research to find out what it means when you dream about snakes. And I didn't really think any of the interpretations really fit what's going on with my life. Um, I mean, loosely, it can mean that there's someone who is um, evil in your life and you need to um, rid yourself of that person. Um, I went through that last year. I had a snake in my life and I was able to escape. But right now, I don't see that in my life. And not only that, but my interaction with people is very limited because of the pandemic. But it could be um, foreshadowing. And for those of you who don't know what foreshadowing is, it's when you get a hint in a story at something that is to come. So maybe that is it. Now I will tell you this, and this is going to be disturbing to some if the snakes already weren't disturbing. Um, this definitely will be. The dream didn't stop there. When we saw the two-headed snake, everybody took off running. There was one person in our group of people who was a princess and she was in love with one of the people in our group. 
but she, by law, she could not marry him because he was not of noble birth. All this is going on in my dream, you guys. And when we decided to go down this path, she told us that she would meet us at our destination because she needed to go talk to her mother to try to persuade her mother to allow her to marry the love of her life. So she wasn't with us. But we end up meeting these anacondas right at the beginning of our path. So we, when we see the second one, the two-headed one, we turn around, we start running. And I end up running into this building where the building I ran into happened to be the palace where the princess lived. And I ran up to the ballroom and she was in the ballroom because her mother was having a ball and she went in there to talk to her mother about I'm getting permission to marry. And her mother gave her permission. So she, I walk upstairs just as her mother says yes. And she's jumping up for joy. And she's all excited. And she turns around and she tells me and she says, you know, she asks me where the guy is. I don't know what his name was. I can't remember. Um, but she asks me where he is because she wants to let him know that they can get married. And I told her, forget that right now. I'm coming up here to get you to let you know that there's an anaconda after us and we've got to get out of here. And right as I say that, the anaconda slithers its way into the ballroom, the big green one. And it goes right for the princess. And right there in front of me, I had to watch this anaconda swallow the princess whole. Yeah. So I can remember in my dream trying to turn away. And I couldn't turn away. I had to look. And then after the anaconda swallowed her, at that point, I was able to turn and run. And I can remember having to jump over her body. Now, remember, I said that the anaconda was so wide that it wouldn't get through a regular doorway. But for whatever reason, when it, when it, swallowed her, I shouldn't have been able to see an imprint of her body because the snake was so big, but I could see the imprint of her body because it was pushed way down in the um, snake's body where the snake actually was getting narrower. Its body was getting narrower. So now I could see the imprint. The snake couldn't move because it was sluggish and all of that because it had just swallowed a human being. And so I was able to jump over her body and run away. So two dreams, all involving animals, very bizarre, making no sense. <laughs> I just, you know, felt like sharing those because it is part of who I am. Um, and what I mean by that is these weird dreams that I have, these vivid, very action-packed, dramatic dreams um, that I remember every detail of when I wake up. I've done a lot of research on dreams over the years because of the kinds of dreams that I've had. 
Now that first one about the, the wolf and the bear or whatever, that was just a weird dream. But this one, I'm still trying to figure out because I know that there's a message in that dream for me. And you know what? The one about the polar bear and the wolf, there might be a message in there for me, but I can't figure that out for the life of me. But this one, I'm going to study and I'm going to try my best to figure it out. And I'll have a follow-up episode where I talk about my findings. But before I go, um, I'm going to tell you one more story about a dream. I had this dream um, about a year and a half ago, right? I had this dream. I can tell you when. I had this dream in September 2018. I'm sorry, August. August 2018. I had just moved from Tampa, Florida. Made a pit stop in Connecticut on my way to move to Chicago, Illinois. And a couple of days before I left, I had this dream that I was at an event, an event that I had planned. Um, I don't even know if I've ever shared on my podcast that um, my background is in event planning. Um, I am a professional event planner. Uh, well, I was because I'm not event planning right now, um, but. I was a professional event planner for years. So anyway, in my dream, I'm at an event that I had planned, and it was a white tie event. So everybody was donning their very best. And I'm at the event, and I realized that there's something very important that I need. But whoever had the responsibility of bringing it to the event forgot to do so. So I decided that I'm going to do go get it myself. I'm going to leave the event and go get it um, because I don't want to put that responsibility in anyone else's hands. When I walk out of the venue, I walk out of the front door and I'm immediately in a tunnel. The um, kind of you know tunnel that you see in the interstate where you pay the toll before you go in a tunnel, that kind of tunnel, except the tunnel isn't quite, it's, you know what? It's, it's like 50 yards long. It's a very, very short tunnel, you know, half a football field. But there is a little toll booth there. So I'm walking toward the toll booth to pay so that I can walk through this tunnel when I'm met by a wolf. Here goes the wolf again. I didn't think about that. Anyway, I'm met by a wolf and the wolf tries to stop me and intimidate me. But for whatever reason, I am not afraid of this wolf at all. And I dare the wolf to even try to attack me. And I actually scare the wolf off. This the Wolf goes, you know, running off, um, whimpering, and I walk up, pay the toll, and then 
walk through the tunnel. When I get through the other side of the tunnel, I'm in a huge, beautiful park. It's nighttime, by the way. Okay. It's nighttime. And I look and I see wolves everywhere. They're all, I see, I see packs of wolves, I should say. All of the adult wolves are female and they are all surrounded by lots of cubs. And they're kind of like hiding in the shadows and watching me. They look like they're afraid of me. So I'm just walking on through um, like nothing. I can see them around me, but I'm not afraid. And then all of a sudden there in my path is the, the, the alpha wolf, this huge male alpha wolf. And he's just staring at me and he has a very stern look on his face. And I think to myself, well, I intimidated and scared off that first wolf I saw in the tunnel. So I'm not really afraid I can handle this. All of a sudden, four or five other wolves come up behind him and they're all male. And they're all just standing there blocking my path. I don't want to turn my back on these wolves because now I'm at the point where I'm thinking, hmm, I don't think it's such a good idea for me to challenge these wolves the way I challenged the single wolf in the tunnel. But I look around to just kind of assess the situation and I notice that all of the other packs of wolves, you know, the the female wolves with the babies, they're all hiding now. They're hiding, you know, and you can hear the babies whimpering. They're clearly scared. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, you're not going to be able to get past these wolves. So it's probably best that you just leave, go back to where you came from. I completely forget that I had to go and get something for the event I was hosting. Now I'm just thinking about my safety. I start to back up because I'm not going to turn my back on these wolves. And I hear something. And so I glance over my shoulder and it's a mailman. And it's the mailman who delivers the mail to the houses that surround the park. And I said to him, I said, is this your normal territory? And he said, yes. And I said, is it normal for all of these wolves to be out here? He said, every once in a while, you will see, he said he would see the wolves. And I said, well, what do you do? How do you handle the situation? He said, when I see the wolves, I walk away. I do not deliver the mail that day. I simply walk away. My suggestion to you is that you leave. So after he tells me that, I look back at the alpha wolf and I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah, I think it's best that I go. And I look back over my shoulder to tell the mailman, yeah, I'm going to go. But the mailman is gone. So I start to walk backwards 
and I make it to the tunnel and I don't actually turn around until I'm inside the tunnel. Now, mind you, the wolves never followed me. They never followed me. They never growled at me. They never tried to attack me. They simply would not let me pass. So, um, you know, and, and they were successful. So after I had that dream, I knew that there was no way that I had that dream and it didn't mean anything. So I sat down and started doing some research and I told my niece about the dream and she found it very interesting and decided to do some research on her own. The one thing she said to me was that seeing a mailman means uh, a message is trying to be delivered to you. Because here I was trying to once again get to a specific destination, but my path was blocked. And although my path was blocked, I was still debating whether or not I wanted to um, go forward or turn around. And it wasn't until the messenger, the mailman came and advised me to turn around that I made the decision to turn around and no longer try to go forward wherever I was going. Now, That dream definitely parallels the anaconda dream in that my path was blocked. Uh, But that second dream was um, way scarier and more ferocious. And I wasn't alone. I was with a group of people. But I hadn't thought about the similarities in the dream until just now as I was sharing with you here on my podcast. So that's something I'm going to have to look into. Hello, all. My apologies for that brief um, interruption. That's what you call technical difficulties. And um, that happens sometimes when you are a novice podcaster. But anyway, um, I am going to wrap it up. But before I go, I just want to reiterate that I am going to have a follow-up episode. Hopefully, I'll be able to provide some explanation or interpretation of the dreams that I've had. But I'd like to hear from you guys also, anyone out there who has either always had odd dreams or they're getting weirder by the day with this pandemic, or anyone who is a lucid dreamer out there. I've never had a conversation with another lucid dreamer, so I'd be very interested in doing so and broadcasting it here on the Blue Diamond. Starting next week, I'm going to open up the show to interviews, so I'm really excited about that. I already have have one lined up, but if there's anybody who would be interested in sharing, please hit me up and let me know. And don't forget to share the link to this podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Adre signing off.